97.7 ACK-FM. Well, I'm talking right now with author Eric J. Dolan about his book, Rebels at Sea, Privateering in the American Revolution, that will be discussed at the Nantucket Athenaeum's Author Talk on July 11th at 7 p.m. And with me right now is Eric. Good morning, Eric. Uh, Good morning. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you for having me. So what is a privateer and how many were there during the American Revolution? Sure. Privateers were armed vessels that were owned by private individuals, and they were given government permission to attack enemy ships during times of war. And that permission came in the form of a letter of mark, which is a formal legal document that gave the privateer the right to attack belligerent ships, bring them back into port, have them adjudicated if they were found to be a legitimate prize. The ship that they captured and all the cargo on board would be auctioned off and 50% of the profits would go to the owners and investors in the privateer and 50% would go to the men who served on board the privateer. So they were uh, motivated by patriotism, but also profits and uh, privateers were Sometimes people call them a cost-free Navy Mm -hmm. or the militia of the sea. And it was a very effective technique used by countries that didn't have a powerful Navy to get some force on the ocean quickly. You know, it's it sounds a little bit like pirates. Uh, Are are they just legalized pirates? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, the problem is that privateering goes back to the 13th century and many privateers, and especially in the 1600s and early 1700s, were in fact Uh, nothing more than pirates. They had letters of mark, but they acted as pirates. They were out for themselves. They weren't fighting for a country. Uh, They often tortured people. They were truly the enemies of all mankind. When we come to the American Revolution, the privateers there had very specific regulations that they were operating under, and they didn't act like pirates. They were fighting for their country to be And although the profits did go to them, Mm -hmm. they also were part of a much larger cause. And you have to keep in mind, privateering was an accepted practice the world over for hundreds of years. It just had been abused so often that people reflexively think about privateers as pirates. But that's not the case in the revolution. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then how did privateering help win the war? Well, there were uh, close to 2,000 American privateers and about twenty to 30,000 privateersmen served on them. And these ships and men went out and they basically made Britain bleed. There were numerous uh, actions at sea that caused insurance rates to rise precipitously. They diverted British resources to protecting their own vessels and to attacking privateers. They also added to a war weariness in Britain. But most importantly, they helped to contribute to France's decision to come into the war on the side of the Americans. And then in the home front, privateers brought much needed goods into the colonies at a time when there were severe shortages. And they gave us hope through their success that we might actually uh, succeed in this quixotic attempt to defeat the most powerful military force of the day. So they really, people don't know much about privateers. You don't read about it in the histories of the American Revolution, but they are a critical part of why we won the war. Why do you think that is? Why do you think so few people know about the dramatic role of uh, privateers? I think In large part, it's because people reflexively think of privateers as pirates because of their bad and shady 
history. Also, uh, privateers, unlike the Continental Navy, which was much smaller and much less effective during the American Revolution, privateers did not have an ongoing organization after the war was over to ballyhoo their success. The Navy's been around for hundreds of years. They've done a great job of telling everybody about their uh, illustrious history. There was no privateering club or Elks right. Club for privateers after the war. And a lot of them just faded back into what they were doing before, which was being merchants and mariners and mm. sailing the world's oceans. So it, it, part of it is PR. Part of it is a bad reputation. And part of it is people really wanted to focus on our founding fathers in these documents and the battles on land and George Washington. And they sort of crowded out a lot of the rest of the history. Right. Right. Wow. Well, uh, I'd love to talk more about this, Eric, but instead, I'm going to save those details for your talk on July 11th. And if you want more information about this talk, it's at NantucketAthenaeum.org. Eric J. Dolan, thank you so much for being on my show. Thanks for having me. It's great.